you came out tonight early, aggressive. What was different for you tonight in terms of just setting the tone with your game in this game? Ball. 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 This is Orange Ball Juice, the show where I, a poorly informed basketball fan, make my teenage sons co-host a podcast with me so that they can tell their dad what to think about the NBA and hopefully help me win my fantasy pool. So, without further ado. Ball. Okay, gentlemen, good morning and welcome to the podcast that you co-host with me, Against Your Will. Um, we call it uh, Orange Ball Juice. Of course, the orange ball is a basketball, so that is the theme of the podcast. That's what we talk about. So let's get right into it. Um, oh, I should probably introduce you guys first. I got uh, Marky Man on my right and uh, Spency P on my left. Those nicknames probably aren't going to stick. I don't think either of them like them very much anymore, um, but, uh, you know, we'll use them when we want. All right, so first thing on the docket, let's talk fantasy we all um are participating on fantasy basketball teams this year all of us uh separately though we're not in the same league we're all in different leagues and i haven't even done my picks yet i have to do that monday night and i need your help so uh starting with spencer who uh what's your fantasy lineup so i've got Kyrie irving victor aladipo demar Rosen, pascal siakam Jokic, uh russell westbrook Scotty Barnes, Jordan Poole, Al Horford, Franz Wagner, Mike Conley, Harrison Barnes, and Zach Levine. Sounds like a pretty stacked lineup. What do you think of that uh, that team, Marcus? Uh, uh, it's pretty good. Not as good as mine. So. <laughs> Not as good as yours. All okay. right. So what do you? Th- okay. Well, what do you think the strengths and weaknesses of Spencer's fantasy lineup are? Uh, he's pretty stacked at the guard lineup or at the guards. I don't know. I mean, it's, it's, he's gonna. Be good. He's got a good team. So. And what do you think his biggest weakness is, based on that? Uh. I think his he's got like Zach Levine as his best guard. He's got a lot of guards, but is that is that what I heard? Um, I wouldn't say Zach Levine's my best guard. Oh, you had Kyrie and Demar as well. Demar's a power forward. Plays power yeah. forward. Isn't he a shooting guard? No, he's no. play okay. okay. So, okay, fine. <laughs> All right. Let's see. You say your team is better, Marcus. Let's hear it. Yeah. Your lineup. I got Lamella Ball at the point, Shea, Gildress Alexander, OG Ananobi, Giannis, Jared Allen, Darius Garland, Zion Williamson, DeAndre Ayton, Clay Thompson, Kristaps Porzingis, Draymond Green, Al Horford, Paulo Banchero, Jamal Murray. Okay. So why do you think your team's better than Spencer's? I I don't think I have one weak position on my team, I think. What about injuries? Do you have any are those guys all healthy? Yeah. That's my one problem, but they're all day to day injuries. <laughs> I see. So they they'll be ready for the start of the season. Well, so. Lamello's potentially out for a few <clears throat> weeks. Um uh No, he's just got a day to day. He says it says he's he's a possibility for the season opener. Season opener, so he'll be in the next few games. Okay, so I'm I'm first time I'm going to be doing it for the very first time this year. A, a I've never done a fantasy basketball pool before. So, 
what is like you guys did it last year. I know both of you, you're in the same league, right? Mm-hmm. Last yeah. year. So what are the overall, what are the, what are the things to keep in mind? Like what are the most important things um, for somebody who's a first timer to have a chance to, to stay in it? Um, I would say on the waiver list, there's a lot of sleepers that if there's a lot of injuries, they'll be way low down the list so they won't show up, but they'll be consistently playing really well. Like an example is Anthony Simons. He had overall his average wasn't great, but I ended up finding him really low on the list and he was averaging amazing numbers. So I picked him up. So you just have to be mindful of the waiver list. And if you have someone who has a long-term injury, sometimes it's better just to dump them and not hold that hope. Yeah, that remind you had somebody you had Zion last year and it was a problem, right? And in, in yours, yeah, and I had uh, Clay Thompson, so it wasn't. They were both injured and it wasn't good. <laughs> right. So, where did you end up finishing last year in the in the league? I went on like a seven game losing streak at the start, and then I won eleven games straight, basically something like around that. So, how, but where did you? How many? How many guys are in the league? Twelve, ten, uh, ten, ten. Yeah. Ten. So what play? What was your final placement? I was fourth or third, fourth in the east. Oh, in the east. Or it was what, like east and west. I see. So you were in second last place in the east, <laughs> but uh, overall, yeah. I had an eleven and seven record. Okay, and what about you, Spencer? I was the second overall in record, but I won in the championship. I think I, I got pretty lucky there, but. It was a pretty good season. It was interesting because uh, the guy who came second and I had the last two picks in the draft. And so I think just because we were more active on waivers and really putting more energy into it, that's the reason we were able to win there. Right. So, I mean, if you're on top of it, if you're on top of, you know, looking for a good value and all of that, then you're going to have more success. I mean, that goes without saying it was the same. I remember, you know, if you're in a, if you're in a, league a fantasy league where half the people or more aren't really that active and aren't really paying attention then they're gonna be at the bottom of the pack what do you have any tips for me this time around uh well what i noticed last year when i did this when i was picking my players you just have to listen to projected points because most of the time it works like (laughs) i i was like basically going off choice a lot of the time like there's three guys who had more projected points and I'll just go, oh, he, I think he's going to have a good season. Right. And that didn't work. You, it Most of the time, if, you, if you're just starting, you should listen to projected points. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm going to force both of you to... Um, I got my draft Monday night. We're recording this on uh, Sunday morning, uh, which is, what, what are we, October... 16th here so tomorrow night uh, at 9 p.m is my draft and definitely in my league there are people who are much more knowledgeable about basketball and much more knowledgeable about how to run a fantasy team so i'm going to need both of you (laughs) to help me uh with my with my picks and help me on an ongoing basis and that'll be part of what we talk on talk about here but uh, and we'll you know do round up so um that's great since since we're talking about you know fantasy and individual players and individual achievements let's um um 
move on to some of our predictions for individual players um, this this season uh, in the NBA. Um, let's just start with, um, and this is what the one I probably know least about because I don't uh, I don't follow um, basketball nearly as much as you guys. But who do you think? Um, I'll start with you, Marcus. Who's your pick for Rookie of the Year? Um, my pick is Paulo Banchero, number one pick to the uh, Orlando Magic. Um, I would if I know the second pick, Chet Hol- Holgrim, got injured, so he's out for the season. But he looked the strongest, in my opinion. So, but now it's definitely Paulo Banchero. Okay, and why do you pick him above other potential candidates? Well, he's a number one pick, and behind him at the third pick is Keegan Murray, I think, and Jaden Ivey is lower down there. So, I don't think those guys are as reliable as him. Okay, but Scotty won last year. He what? Mm-hmm. What pick was he? He was four. He was four. So, I mean, there's always room for, you never know what's going to mm-hmm. happen, right? Guys, you know, top picks flame out, top, you know, yeah. guys lower down the draft end up doing well. What Who did you have as your pick, Spencer? Um, I also had Paolo Vincero just because I think I might have gone with Chet Holgram if he wasn't going to be out for the entire season. And I, I think there's a pretty decent gap between first and third this draft. Like, there wasn't, I didn't really hear about anyone too special other than the first two guys. Other than last year, I think it was a bit more stacked. But all right, well, I will. Uh, um, I should be marking this down. So, so later on, <laughs> months and months from now, I can hold up this booklet where I'm writing this down and show you that you were wrong. Not that I have a pick because I'm not even making a pick. This the point of this podcast is you guys telling me what to think, right? Yeah, telling. Because I don't think anything. I'm too dumb. I don't mm-hmm. have the time at, or, you know, I try, but mm-hmm. I just don't know basketball like you guys do. Yeah. And you've, there was a time, I remember when you were really little and I felt special because I could tell you guys all about basketball and the Raptors and whatever else. And then within about a year of you guys getting into basketball, I suddenly became the amateur in this household. So that's why I'm forcing you to, to co-host this podcast with me to tell me what to think. <coughs> Excuse me. So, um, sorry. Uh, let's let's move on. Defensive Player of the Year, Spencer. What do you think? Um, I had Marcus Smart. Um, I think for me, it's really between Marcus Smart and Rudy Gobert. But I didn't choose Rudy Gobert mainly because now he's on the Timberwolves with Cat which is going to be an interesting dynamic. They're both dominant centers. I don't really understand how that's going to work. So I think he'll have just less sort of defensive opportunities. So you think he'll get less playing time and therefore less in the statistical categories? No, I mean, I just I think it'll be kind of a weird flow. I don't know who's going to be technically at the center position if they play at the same time. Um, and I just, just think Marcus Smart, the Celtics are so good, and he's just such an amazing defender. Marcus, what do you think? Um, I have Giannis Antetokounmpo as my defensive player of the year. I think he's always up there in, like, top three, so I don't see a reason why he wouldn't win it. He's always one of the best defensive players in the league. Okay. And do you agree? Why why do you think that Marcus Smart isn't going to? Well, part of it is that he won it this year or last year. 
So it's kind of like, I don't think they're going to give it to him twice, especially since I don't think anybody is even, is not, is nobody's far from him for like, you know. He's not like head and shoulders above everyone where it's like, he's definitely going to get it kind of, he's not that kind of player. Okay. Well, um, all right. Well then, uh, how about, uh, we'll start with you this time, Marcus, six man of the year. This is a tough one to, this is kind of a tough one to predict, I think. Yeah. I think it's it's going to go to Tyler Hero again. Um, he's just he shouldn't be on the bench. He shouldn't be coming off the bench, and he's uh, he's almost an all star. So he's going to average twenty two, twenty points, something like that this season. And there's going to be no reason not to give it to him. What do you think, Spencer? Yeah, I had the same thoughts there. Like he just signed a one hundred thirty million dollar extension. And he's coming off the bench, so I don't think anyone's going to be super close to him. He's just such an amazing player. So that's an interesting, like, the whole idea of a sixth man is weird because you'd think, like, how do they how do they actually judge who counts as a sixth man? Because say you have an injury on your team and a guy that would normally, like, ends up getting a lot of minutes because of that, but that's not their normal role. Like, how do they, do you know how they actually decide uh, whether someone counts as a sixth man? Like, I don't really understand how that works. Um, I think it's kind of behind the fact that, like, you have the starting lineup and a lot of teams play six guys, right? There's six guys in rotation. And then there's the guy on the bench who comes off and subs in. And that's, like, that's what I think it is. Sure, but I—I I mean, they, a team could be run differently. Um, you know, yeah. there's a guy that could get theoretically, you know, it's not—it's not like he—he might—he might have even fewer minutes, but have really good stats when he does come in or something like that. Mm-hmm. I mean, I guess I just don't really understand how they define what a sixth man even yeah. is. It's- yeah, I, it just must be like a majority of games things, or the team will specifically say what their ideal starting lineup is. And yeah. so if there's yeah. injuries, like... Well, that's what I mean. So let's say you have... Everybody knows, oh, here's your starting five, but, oh, Kawhi Leonard, or for example, or whomever is is injured for, mm-hmm. like, more than half the season. Yeah. So the guy, so this guy is getting way more playing time, and then, of course, he does... <laughs> well, I guess you, you understand what I'm saying. It just seems, yeah, seems it like a weird, weird category. I don't, like, mm-hmm. fully get it. But anyway, um, so who's going to win, Spencer? Who's going to win Coach of the Year? Um, I had Taylor Jenkins. He's the coach of the Grizzlies. Thank you for, and I'll remind you, whenever you say a player or a coach, you might as well just go ahead and say <laughs> what team they're on because there's a good chance I don't know. And, uh, yeah, it helps me. So go ahead. Um, I just think the Grizzlies definitely outperformed last year, and they were still like developing a lot of their players. They're so young, and I just think they're going to be even better next year. And... I'm not 100% sure, but I feel like some of that has to do has to go to the coach because he's really just taking all these young guys and they're playing amazing. And so I think a lot of people are going to vote for him. Whether it's even him or not, that's the reason for that. I still think he's going to get a lot of the credit. Okay, and who's your pick, Marcus? I have J.B. Bickerstaff from the Cavaliers. I think they're, they're going to be a good team. I don't think they're going to be amazing. But they're going to be top five in the East. So I think they're just going to give it to him because, you know, 
they picked up Donovan Mitchell, and they already had a pretty pretty good season. And I think I think you're gonna give it to him. No love for Coach Nurse, eh? Okay. Well, I Maybe. think he deserves it personally because I think he has the most creative kind of defensive schemes and things like that. But I just I don't think he's actually gonna win the award again unless we go very deep into the playoffs or have a great record. Yeah, I mean, generally speaking, a coach is going to get a lot of credit if a team kind of exceeds expectations or overachieves or, you know, if you see a, if you see a team and the Cavaliers, I mean, the Cavaliers, because there are higher expectations now, but nonetheless, it's the first time there's been high expectations of them probably in quite a while. So, yeah, if they do well and if they finish well, then there's a good chance, you know. I guess um, it's it's tough. That's another tough thing to to assess. And there's, it, it seems like it's pretty controversial. Um, mm-hmm. um, coach of the year choices often. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, all right. And I guess this is another tricky one to predict. But uh, I'll start with you, Marcus. Most improved player. Who do you think's destined to have a good season compared? To, who do you think's on the rise? Um, Jaron Jackson Jr. and for on from on the Memphis Grizzlies, um, he's already he was averaging like thirteen points, good amount of rebounds, and there's no he, there's no reason for him not to be awesome this year. He's like he's got John Morant, and you know he's just he's a he's destined to be a very dominant player, and he's a big man. He's tall. He can he can shoot, and yeah. All right, Spencer. What do you, who do you think's going to be the player that surprises everyone and and really ups their game this season? Um, I considered Scotty Barnes, but I just I don't know. He had an amazing rookie season, so I don't think there's going to be he's going to improve that much where he could win the award. But I had Keldon Johnson uh, from the Spurs because now that Dejounte Murray's gone. There's not really, doesn't seem to be an alpha on that team. And he's a young player. He had a little bit of a breakout season last year. And I think he's really going to step up. And whether it's just because there's not many amazing guys on the team, I think he's just statistically going to improve so much. All right. Well, I think we've we've pretty much talked about the individual categories and the individual players and, and coaches and the, 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 the awards that they may or Did may we talk not about win. MVP? Oh, you're right. We <laughs> haven't. Oh, yeah. That's the one thing we the haven't. Okay, so... <laughs> yeah, the one... You're right. Thank you for the reminder, Marcus. So, who is... I'll start with you this time, Spencer. Who's going to be the league MVP? Who is going to be the player that... You know, we know who the stars of the league are, but who's going to be the most valuable, most valuable player to their team and in the league? I always think that whoever wins it, sometimes it's not always who's the most valuable to their team. Like, I really appreciate it when Jokic wins, because even if the Nuggets aren't that good, at least the league can recognize that they would be so bad without Jokic that he really does carry the team. But I think if Steph Curry remains healthy, I think that there's a really good chance of him winning MVP just because that team is so stacked. And he played amazing last year, but he was out for like a decent while. And he was like, there's some load management 
issues there, so he wasn't getting too much playing time. But so is your pick officially Jokic again then, or? I would say if Steph Curry remains healthy, I think it's going to be Steph Curry. Infor- Otherwise, unfortunately, you can only pick one. There's no conditional. You have to actually put, okay. Throw your <coughs> pardon me. Throw your hat in the ring. I'm going to say Giannis then. Oh. Okay. You hadn't brought them up yet. <laughs> I, I know. I had okay. that as well. All right. Marcus, who is the MVP this year? Um, it's Nikola Jokic. He's they're they're clearly not afraid of giving him the MVP award. I I think he's bet I think he's the best player in the league. He's got one of the some of the best stats and he is the most valuable valuable player. For any team, if they were to take him, I think he would be the most valuable player automatically. All right. Well, that's and that would make three in a row, right? Yeah. For him. Yeah. I mean, uh, and but don't you think that the return of Jamal Murray affects that team dynamic? Oh, that's proved we're in a live environment here. Um, Spencer just banged into uh, the drum set that's crowding us in this space. So uh, if you occasionally hear a cymbal or something like that or a dog, that's because we're in our home. Anyway, um, Jamal Murray's coming back to the Nuggets. So, And by the way, we're uh, recording this in Kitchener-Waterloo, which is Jamal Murray's hometown. So around here, we love Jamal Murray, and we're super excited that he's back in the league, excited to see what he's going to do this year. Um, Marcus, you even had a year, one of your basketball um, related things he he did like an instagram live thing with you guys or something yeah he was on a zoom meeting with us we were doing online practice so it was, it was really cool that's great yeah. um yeah i remember that but anyway um don't you think that his return affects i mean obviously it's amazing for the team but mm-hmm. does not does that not affect Jokic's um potential for for getting uh league mvp again maybe like I, I think Jamal Murray is obviously going to make the team a lot better. I don't think he's still going to be the most valuable player on the team. And he's still going to put up the same numbers, if not better, because Jamal Murray is on the team. And, like, Jamal Murray Jamal Murray isn't good enough to be, like, to be, like, I don't know, the, the second best player, close to the second best player, or the second best player, but... You know, an all-star who's they're they're running. Okay. <laughs> like I can't. I know. I, I know what you mean. Yeah. I know what you mean. I guess do you understand what I, my question is though. Yeah. It's like the point that you mm-hmm. made earlier, Marcus, mm-hmm. was if Jokic wasn't there, the Nuggets would be terrible, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Or they would they would be much less successful. And yeah. He's kind of holding it together. Now you have like an all-star caliber mm-hmm. player returning to the team suddenly does that that obviously makes the team better but does it also diminish Jokic's uh sort of not that I don't think he cares whether he wins yeah. it or not he just wants his team to be successful and go mm-hmm. have a deep playoff run and win but do you think it it changes the dynamics for whether or not he's considered league MVP I think so I think it doesn't mean he's going to play worse but it means that statistically things will probably change he might score a little less points or like you never know Jamal Murray is such a good player. You could see his assists maybe even go up. Like, it's just so much easier if you have someone really skilled on the team that you can always kind of turn to. Mm -hmm. Um, But 
in terms of points, I for sure think he will, his points will decrease a little bit. All right. So that's, I mean, I'm, that's one of the things that I'm excited about as a, you know, I'm more of a, you know, I don't know as much about basketball as you guys. So I, I follow sort of the big stories. I'm, you know, I'm a Raptors fan. So I, I care about the Raptors. I care about, you know, Jamal Murray and, and the Nuggets just because, you know, he's, it's been fun to follow his career. Um, and it's great that he's finally returning from a major injury. I think we're all excited about that. Um, so now that we've finished up talking about um, individual players and individual performance categories, let's talk about teams and standings and uh, things of that nature. Um, so let's talk about the East first. Um, and I, I don't want to get into like ranking the teams, every team. So we're just going to talk about who are top three. Who do you think is going to finish top three in the East? Okay. So go th- three, two, one. Marcus, I'll let you go first. So who's going to finish third? The 76ers are going to finish third. Um, I think second is going to be the Celtics. First is going to be the Bucks. All right. So, Spencer, what do you think? Um, I also had Sixers at three, but my Celtics and Bucks are switched. So you have the Bucks at number two and the Celtics yeah. at number one. Okay. So, Marcus, what? Why do you think those are the best three teams in the East? Um, I just don't think anybody's better than them. They have the strongest lineups. They they've been able to show that they're top three teams in the past few years. And, you know, I, I think Brooklyn Nets, I mean, they, I think they, on paper, they have the strongest team, but clearly I don't think they're going to. They just can't get it together. And no. why do you think that is? Because too much drama, too much controversy? I just, I don't, I think it's part of, they're all ball-dominant players. You can't put all the number one player on from each team onto one team and then it's just going to be weird and it's going to it probably is it might create drama yeah well they never really seem to have had that one i guess they had stretches where they're you're like oh here they finally mm-hmm. are coming together but it mm-hmm. always seems to kind of something happens yeah. like an injury or that just and it just doesn't hold together do you do you blame the coach for their lack of success or no i I don't know who to blame, honestly. It's like they should they should be good. Mm-hmm. They there's no reason for them not to be other than probably the players themselves. So, considering that you know, you had you have the Bucks number 1. So why mm-hmm. are the Bucks? I mean, this is just we're just talking about regular season, mm-hmm. how they're finishing in the standings. What do you think is the key to them actually finishing first? Well, there hasn't been any major changes to their lineup. They still have got Giannis, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday, who won a championship together. And obviously Giannis is going to be top three for MVP candidate. You're going to have Chris Middleton, who could be an all-star. of Drew Holiday, who's one of the best point guards in the league. They've got, the, I think they have the strongest team in the league. And Spencer, you put the Celtics just above them. I mean... I'm assuming you guys think that they're they're probably pretty close record-wise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, this isn't like the kind of thing where you know the Bucks are going to finish with you know s- you know 65 wins and the next team's only going to have 50 wins or something. That's they're probably going to be fairly close. But why do you give the Celtics the edge? I just think they have such a deep lineup. In this offseason, they added even more people, um, and now that like they're 
big three sort of is has matured more and they're used to each other, I really think that they're going to just dominate the league. And they just have so much depth that I just don't think any team in the East can kind of rival that. So one thing I'll say, though, I mean, they went, you know, they looked like the team of destiny, at least in the East last year, watching them in the playoffs. And, um, you know, they fell short, obviously, uh, in the finals. But and sometimes, you know, it's hard. It's hard to predict how a team's going to respond from something like that. Um, they're all still pretty young, pretty hungry. So hopefully they're OK. Um, but, you know, and I like watching the Celtics. I think they're a really fun mm-hmm. team. They're a really entertaining team to watch. Um, but I do worry that sometimes you reach those highs and and you and you kind of don't quite get there and you have to you know go back to the drawing board and work hard again and it, sometimes that can met some teams just like have a hard time repeating success especially yeah. when it's like you got to do exactly the same thing and then at the very end just be a little bit better to get over the hump so let's i mean i hope that they that they do well again i'm sure they'll be top they'll be in the top four for sure um but hopefully they can carry their success in the playoffs because i think it's more fun when the celtics go deep in the playoffs just for the league in general like they're a they got a crazy fan yeah. base they're just yeah. a fun big market team mm-hmm. that's a fun team it's fun when they're good in the east that's what that's my opinion i wish the knicks were better too yeah. like some of these teams that have been been around forever you know since i was a kid they were always always good always a contender and it's it's just fun when they're good i, I think it's also like you know we're raptors fans but it's it's fun thinking about the raptors having to overcome them mm-hmm. specifically um they seem like a fun they're they're a fun rival to the raptors in my opinion um <coughs> Excuse me, my goodness. Um, I'll have to get that under control before we record again because I don't want to be coughing into this mic. You see it spiking on the uh, on the recording there. Oh. Um, all right, so let's talk about. So you, who's going to be the? Uh, this is kind of a fun thing to think about, and we don't want to kick anybody while they're down. But who's going to be the bottom feeder in the East? Who's going to be absolutely guaranteed to finish last, in your opinion, Marcus? Uh, that's actually a tough one. Uh, Orlando Magic, though. The Magic, all right. Spencer, what, who do you think? Um, I don't think it's going to be the Magic just because they just got Paulo Banchero and Franz Wagner was doing really well last year. But I have the Pistons for sure. Um, they were so bad last year, and it seems like uh, Marvin Bagley, they're a pretty decent player on their team who they just acquired, is going to be out for a few weeks at least at the start of the season so i think it's just going to be an absolute disaster so you think you think the pistons are going to be better than the magic marcus yeah i mean they 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 should be better i think Cade cunningham i think pistons are better at picking players drafting players and maybe it's a little bit biased because i really hate the orlando magic (laughs) i just they're the worst team ever i agree and you know, I think the Pistons are the Pistons are going to suck, but I think they're going to be better. Yeah, I mean, Orlando is very hard for I think the average basketball fan mm-hmm. to get excited about. And again, you know, it's so much more fun I think for the league and for everybody when like historically big teams or contending teams like Detroit, like the Pistons. You know, when I was a kid, sort of my you know the Isaiah Thomas, um, you know Rodman 
Pistons were, that's when I kind of for real started paying attention to basketball. They were also, that was before the Raptors existed. So that was like the local team being from Southern Ontario. Mm-hmm. And that was before, you know, that was right before, you know, Jordan. And yeah. that's sort of when I became more conscious of basketball in general. Uh, and then just in time for <laughs> Jordan to come into the league and basically make the entire world pay attention. Um, and, you know, they've had success since those days, those early 90s teams. But, um, you know, it's been a long time. I'd love to see the Pistons put something together. And, you know, I'd love to see the Pistons, the Knicks, all these teams in the East that you're like, I don't want to see, you know, <laughs> the, some of these teams. And I'll, I'll, they shall re- remain nameless, but it's it's frustrating when these historic teams can't kind of, kind of get it together and, and be, become contenders, you know. Uh, yeah. I, think we, I think we all want to see that at least in the next few years but it's it's i mean easier easier said than done um all right well let's talk about the west um spencer i'll start with you this time who do you think is going to finish one two three this was definitely harder um than the east for me just because it seems like past few years the um regular season has not reflected the playoffs whatsoever the suns have kind of been dominating the regular season but have fallen short um, but also, I have the Suns at three this year because Chris Paul's getting older. There's a lot of kind of negative energy there now because they just keep falling short. DeAndre Ayton is disappointed. He wants out. I just, I think they're still going to be good, but they're going to be definitely worse. I don't think they're gonna, it's possible for them to improve. Um, yeah. And I have the Warriors, too. I just, if they remain healthy now that they got Clay back, they're just going to be insane. They have, there's amazing uh, veterans and also amazing young players. They're just the most fun team to watch in basketball, and they're just going to be good for years now. Um, I have the Grizzlies at number one. Okay, but back up for a second. So you said yes. you're, you're heaping praise. Yeah. on them as being like the most insane team <laughs> but yes. now you're putting them at number two okay just keep going tell me about the Grizzlies okay. um, and why they're number one the Grizzlies are number one last year they were the number two and they're going to be better this year I can just almost guarantee it their players were still developing I think they're going to be more ready this year so I think they're going to have a better record and just simply in the regular season the thing is with Golden State is they do have a lot of old players, which means during the regular season they won't be necessarily playing as much as the star players on the Grizzlies. So that's why I think the Grizzlies might have a better regular season, but not necessarily be the better team. So I guess you're 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 counting on the Warriors underperforming based on injuries or other factors in yes. the regular season, but overall, <laughs> overall they're still the bet maybe the better team okay that's that's fair uh marcus i think was making some faces while you were talking that makes me think that he thought your picks were pretty controversial okay so who you have at number three in the west uh i've got the memphis Grizzlies at number three okay um they were a good team last year they didn't play like a number two team in the west i think they were a bit like it was a weird season last year I think they're honestly a bit of a fluke when it comes to how high they were. I think Jaron Jackson's going to be better. I think John Morant's going to be better. I think they're going to be the three seed. So 
Okay, who's coming in at number two? I got the Warriors at two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they're they're, they're still going to be awesome. They're just, they're, you yeah, know. there's no reason to think no. they're not going to be just as no. good. All right, and number I've one. got a big one at one. I've got the Clippers at oh one. My goodness, and <laughs> I this is the reason I think they've got Kawhi Leonard who's healthy. They've got Paul George now. They got Reggie. Ja- they got Reggie Jackson now. They have John Wall. I think those guys, from what I've seen, they really like each other. I think the team morale is like super high, and you have Kawhi Leonard and Paul George who are like superstar level players. Paul George is a superstar level player, and you know if John Wall can play super good, there's he should be he should be good. I I disagree with John Wall being good. He hasn't been playing for so long, and he's getting older. I think he'll be all right. I don't think he'll be able to be nearly as great as he was. Well, I think Reggie Jackson and John Wall are going to be competing for the starting position. And even if John Wall isn't on the starting lineup, he's a very good backup point guard. Same with if Reggie Jackson were coming off the bench. So it sounds like this is your pick based on... This is a high risk pick, though. Like yeah, this is like yes. assuming Kawhi has a great season. Like, and, and but remember also, like this is we're talking about regular season record here. Generally speaking, Kawhi's the kind of guy. It seems like certainly when he was on the Raptors that he's rested by the team. Sometimes he's always sort of on the brink, maybe of like they're worried about overworking him. So you can't count on him for all 82 games. He's not, they're not going to play him all that, even if he's healthy, even if he's mostly healthy. So, and they're probably the kind of team that their team philosophy could be. And this is just my opinion. And my opinion is next to worthless, but uh, they're the kind of team where they don't need to finish number one. You Mm -hmm. know, they're, they got, if they have these guys that have been around for a long time, and they want to manage them healthy. What they what their real goal is is to make the playoffs maybe high, and and manage the health of the team so that they can make a run once they get there. Um, whereas other teams are maybe when the younger teams and stuff like they they need to go out there every night and win. And I'm not saying they would ever, would ever mail it in, but you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. They they don't. It's a controversial pick. I think I, you uh, said so yourself before we recorded. Marcus mm-hmm. Spencer reacted definitely. Like a lot mm-hmm. of things have to go right mm-hmm. for them to finish the, with the best record. I think, uh, but I, this is what I think. I think they're the type of team to go one and then absolutely like fumble the bag in the playoffs <laughs> and just like go out first round. <clears throat> I think it's nearly impossible for them. Maybe they'll be high. I don't think there's any chance of them being the first seed. I think it's like Kawhi Leonard, if he goes off, Paul George, we've but seen that, it before. He can put the team on his back and win games. Yeah, but when like, he did that, they were they were good. Barely a top five seed. Still, they were good, but in terms of like the record, they're not. They're not going to be the first seed, guaranteed. All right. Well, I'm glad that I have this. I mean, I thank goodness he didn't say the Lakers because then it just would have really <laughs> yeah. would have been insane. And let's just quickly, what, what's the deal with the Lakers? Like, I mean. Personally, I'm bored of them. I love LeBron. I think he's he's great. I I, mm. I don't even dislike any of their players, mm. but it seems like this experiment. He's got like there's enough star power that everybody just keeps wanting to believe that the experiment yeah. is going to work. Uh, and I don't, you know, because I guess it worked. What two? How many? How long ago yeah, was it? Now I that they won, don't but, even think they should have won that year. If I'm being honest. Yeah. Well, 
I mean, they did. So, you know, and they had, you know, well, what's the deal? Like, should they just pack it in? I just, just get rid of every veteran besides LeBron and AD. Like, I don't see the point of, it just doesn't work. And there's a, so much bad energy over there. And I didn't understand like they're just signing all these old names that used to have a lot of meaning, but now it's kind of, it doesn't make sense. And I think they might actually be having Westbrook come off the bench um, this year. They tried it out in preseason. It seems like that's where they might be leaning. And Dennis Schroeder, he's okay. He's also getting a bit older and isn't as good as he used to be. And I just don't think, and AD is the most injury prone player I've ever seen he'll stub his toe and be out for like two months yeah I, I it just won't come together what do you think about the Lakers at this Marcus? point I think Anthony Davis can be traded for like Bam Adebayo like he is so injury prone like he was he was like everybody everybody was like oh he's back in the preseason now he's out with back issues just like when is it when is it gonna end and I think the staff is like hoping that it works I think they all like they they know that it's this shouldn't be the lineup, and they're just like hoping because I've spent all this money that the team will be good, and even if they are good, they're not going to win the championship. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, it doesn't seem like anybody's picking them to do anything. No, um, so, but it's too bad. I mean, they're kind of they're they're fun when they're good too, and you know. It'd be nice to see them put something together and maybe at least squeak into the playoffs and 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 be there because um, you know anything can happen. But yeah, I don't have a whole lot of faith in in them either. Um, all right, well, who's who's going to be um, in the basement in the West? Um, I for sure the Rockets. They have literally no one um, except Jalen Green, and he he was he was solid. I don't think he's going to be that amazing. Um, like they had 20 wins last season, they were just the worst team in the league. I, they're just gonna stay there like usual. Um, well, I guess when Harden was there, but since Harden, they've been so bad. I just don't see them improving. Who do you got, Marcus? I've got the Utah Jazz. Oh my! <laughs> oh, wow. They're. Do you think they're falling that far? Right? They're gonna be completely horrible. I like Rudy. They weren't very good with Rudy Gobert and Donovan Mitchell, who are now gone, and like. It seems like their best player is what, like Mike Conley, something like that. And also, like I don't think the Houston Rockets are going to be that bad. So both have, of those teams are going to be better than the Sacramento Kings. I mean, worse than yes, the Sacramento yes. Kings. Yeah. yeah. The, I mean, Sacramento Kings have Ke- Keegan Murray, but I think the the Rockets. I don't think they're going to be as bad. They have Jalen Green, Kevin Porter Jr., and Christian Wood. Well, that's what they had last year. Yeah, I know. But they're older, or Jalen Green is no longer a rookie. KBJ is older. It's probably matured a little bit. I don't think. I think they're gonna. They're probably gonna be. I think they're gonna end up like ten seed. But ten's playing, right? Yeah. Okay. Or eleven, maybe. I don't think they're making playing eleven, something like eleven, twelve, something around that. So I mean, it seems like the Jazz. I mean, they got because of you know dealing Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert. Like they got a lot of picks, so they're obviously in a rebuild type yeah. scenario yes. like um but that's well you know checking in five years see if they're any good mm-hmm. <laughs> um all right so now that we've talked about that let's talk about who you know forget 
regular season. Um, let's talk about the NBA Finals. What teams are going to be in the championship? How many games is it going to be, and who's going to come out on top? So, Marcus, what do you think? I think it's going to be the Warriors and the Celtics. I think that's going to be it again. I think the Warriors are going to win in seven. And, you know, they. I think the Celtics are good enough to go to the championship game. I don't think anybody's beating the Warriors again in the playoffs. They don't have that experience. The Warriors know what... I don't think the Warriors are making any changes. They know what they're doing. They're going to keep doing it. So, yeah. Who you got, Spencer? Um, I could definitely see Marcus's pick happening. I was kind of thinking about that, too. I had the Warriors and Bucks. I just think... I think the Bucks might be one of the few teams that could actually beat the Warriors. Just like kind of based on defensive matchups. I don't know if Draymond would be guarding Giannis, maybe, but I just don't think defensively. Like if Marcus Smart can guard Curry, he like Marcus Smart has won Defensive Player of the Year. I just think the defensive matchups, and I don't know if the Warriors will have an answer for Giannis necessarily. So I think the Bucks could probably win in six or seven. I'll say seven against the Warriors. I mean, don't forget right. they got James Wiseman. Warriors, who he was showed lots of promise in the preseason and in the G League when he was playing just for injury. Yeah, I mean, from what I recall watching the Warriors last playoffs, just how important Wiggins was to Mm -hmm. that team as well. Mm -hmm. Um, It was they were fun to watch. I mean, I love, I like their sort of their, you know, they got their, you know, they got Clay, they got, you know, they got Mm -hmm. um, Steph and. Draymond, but they also have some key new pieces, as we all know, um, that definitely, I think, are why. If uh-huh. it was just those three three guys and a bunch of bums, mm-hmm. maybe they wouldn't be as effective. But they have, you know, Wiggins and Poole, and and they got like Kuminga, who is yeah. who's looks pretty good, and they and they still have like Kevon Looney, who's a reliable role player, big man, and they did lose quite a few of their bench guys actually. They lost Otto That's Porter true. Jr. They lost what's his face, um, Gary, Gary Payton, yeah, the second, and Juan and Juan Descano Anderson. I just realized I misspoke and said that Smart was on the Bucks. Oh, right. um, that's my bad. I thought you were making a different point about Smart Smart last year during the final, but I guess you weren't. Mm. Okay, I, I mm. just placed him on the Bucks for some reason. <laughs> oh, oh, that controversial. <laughs> um, all right, so. This is the part of the podcast, which I we, we do toward the end, because not everybody is a Raptors fan the mm-hmm. way that we're a Raptors fan. So, Spencer, what do you think? We're all looking at the Raptors. They didn't make your top three um, for finishing in the East, obviously, for either of you. Um, so where do you think they are going to finish, and what do you think their keys to success are? Um, I had them at the four. Um, Same as last year, right? They finished four last year? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Five or four, yeah. Um, I just think the the problem last year was that we were overworking our starters, and so I think our bench definitely needs to step up. We've made some changes. I don't know if we'll do anything, but our bench definitely needs to step up and take some of the pressure off the starters. Um, I think OG needs to step up individually, 
I was a little disappointed last season. I haven't seen much improvement in a few years. So I think if he can step up, that would really um, help everyone and just stay healthy. Last year, we started off pretty strong and then kind of deteriorated at the end because of some unfortunate injuries. So I just think, and that kind of goes hand in hand with the workload of the starters. So we just kind of, I think we just kind of manage that better. All right. And uh, what do you think is the the key to their success? Um, I think their key to their success is not getting into slumps like losing two games in a row, losing three games in a row, and then, you know, like they that happens. There's, they should be a better team, but then they'll go into these, like, stages where they're not as good, and they don't look like a start, uh, one of the best teams in the league. The best well, teams in the league, that doesn't happen. Right. So what is their, I mean, why, why do you think that happens? Is that a coaching problem? Is that just the lineup isn't, you it, know? It, sometimes it has to do with injury. Sometimes it has to be has to do with overworking starters. Like it was like something insane last year. Fred Lee averaged most minutes in the league, and then like third and four was another Raptors player. Right. And it's it's, it's well, but he at the same time. Well, I mean, in that case, he was kind of holding it together. And, yeah. But you're right. There's also a risk of like overworking him, and then it's now we got a problem because <laughs> who's who's our number two point guard? Mm. You know. Uh, who's who's if if Freddie gets injured, then yeah. Malachi Flynn's running. It's these, a these, disaster. Yeah, it's it's a problem. I, I mean, I think what they could do is like have Gary Trent at point, and then run like OG at the two, Scotty at the three, and then power forward like mm-hmm. uh, right. what's, whatever. What's his name? Is Hernan Gomez or something? I don't know. I. I don't think Gary Trent can play point guard. Or even Scotty at point Scottie guard. Can, I think Scotty can be point guard. He says he likes that, but that doesn't change. Well, we tried to do that last season, and we just didn't have any time a starter was injured. Then there was that kind of like one missing piece of one weak link on the floor, it seemed. Right. Um, like the thing is, and our shooting wasn't amazing last year. That's one of the problems when Fred's gone our three ball is just right i mean i don't, I don't necessarily I, I forgot about one player i forgot about precious achua precious, yeah. and i i don't think if freddie's if freddie's injured i don't think the starting lineup is bad like if you have scotty at the one he's a, we've he's he was played at the one gary trinchard is a perfect shooting guard and then if yeah you can have achua running at the power forward and siakam at the five and they did they showed that that it works in the playoffs when they remember, yeah. I remember when Freddie was out. He was out for like two games, and we won those. I, I definitely think that works, but I'm more concerned about when those guys need a rest. Then the people coming in are like on other teams would be the third string guys. I mean, we picked up like Otto Porter Jr. Otto Porter, Hernan Gomez. I mean, the thing I is, mean, they're all around the same skill level. Those guys we picked up. So I'm like, I hope they play well but I think just like last year we added some people like Ken Birch for example we thought he would be yeah, last that year. guy or, who was in the yes, bit 12 the, yes. when we ranked Birch ranked 12 he was picked up last um, sorry but I don't know I just think we need our bench to step up here or it's going to be a problem again so, so I was like the Raptors could have developed Malachi Flynn too 
It's yeah. Like, well, hopefully, who, who knows? I mean, he could ideally, be he yeah, ideally, he, he is improving. He, I mean, obviously, we need we need him to some degree. He was know? averaging like eighteen points when he had over fifteen minutes. I don't think he's horrible. No, he's not horrible. But again, you know, it feels like the Raptors. It's it is that sense of we just need a one or two more guys or something yeah. to really mm-hmm. put us over the top into contention. But you guys have both. So did you pick them to finish four? Where did you pick? Them I to picked finish? them to finish five, five. So who's finishing four then in that in Miami? Uh, the heat. Yeah. 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 So do you think they're in that category? Like basically matched up pretty close with the heat. Like they were I, I the think same. the heat are going to be better than them. I think they're like fully going to be better. I don't. I don't see the Raptors being better than the Heat. And what? Like what? I mean, we can all predict. It's easy to predict disaster striking. Obviously, injuries, whatever. I mean, um, there's a million ways things can go wrong on any basketball team. Um, but who do you think is going to be the MVP of the Raptors this year, Marcus? Siakam. Siakam. He was. He's just their best player. Yeah. yeah. Fred, I mean, Fred VanVleet was an All Star last season, but. Siakam was on the All NBA third team, yeah. which means he was the third best power forward in the league. Yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I had Siakam as well. He's also said this season, like he's. I think he's really going for it individually. Um, like apparently he's been working harder, going to early practices, working out, like really early in the morning. He and he stated that he wants to be a top player in the league. Um. I just think that this year he's really going to be above everyone else for sure. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody would disagree with that. So now I'm going to ask you to predict the team record. There's 82 games, or you just tell me how many wins. How many wins, Spencer, do you think the Raptors are going to have this season? Um, I had them at 50 wins. Ooh, that's pretty high. Well, 50 well, wins they were and pretty to be in fourth. fourth. Well, okay. last year the top three had over 50, so... How many wins do you think they're going to get? I have not 48, 48 wins. So haven't they? They've only gotten fifty wins maybe so, once or twice before. Uh, uh, I think they've had a few seasons where they got fifty. I mean, I'll they were the one seed, one and like, you know, the other one seed when the Cavs were the four, and there was like the whole Lebronto thing, and they were like one of the best records. They're like fifty-six wins or something like that, fifty-eight or something. Oh, well. The dog is barking, so you can probably hear that in the background, which probably means we should wrap things up. But anyway, um, just uh, um, as I as I promised, um, uh, just so you listeners know, there's there's no listeners yet because we're recording the very first one. But maybe we have one or two this very first episode. We'll see if they if they uh, if they find it. Um, I actually have to bribe my children to participate in this podcast with money, so I'm going to give them ten dollars each right now. Um, so there's ten dollars for you. Thank Spencer. you very much. I don't. I think this is probably going to go down as we can go forward. Maybe <laughs> maybe five. I think. I don't know if I can afford ten dollars each every time we do this. Um, I also expect um, you guys to uh, do your chores. So um, I know <laughs> the dog needs to be walked. I um, did that already. Oh, you did that already. Okay, great. And um, you already put the dishes away, right, mm-hmm. uh, Marcus? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think your bathroom upstairs needs to be cleaned so you guys can talk about who's going to scrub the toilet and who's going to scrub the sink. Um, But yeah, thank you for listening to Orange Ball Juice. I've got nothing else to say.